Inside it's comfortable. Inside a house, inside a family, inside a routine. But what if we widen our view beyond the fence across the street? Outside we find people struggling with loneliness, poverty, families that don't look like ours or without a safe family at all. Jesus didn't call us to live by our neighbors. He called us to love our neighbors. So we've been going through a series called How to Neighbor. First, we talked about what Jesus has to say about loving people who are different from us. Then we talked about what Jesus had to say about loving people who are lonely. Then we turned our attention to what Jesus had to say about those in need. Today, we're going to finish up talking some basic principles of neighboring, sort of recapping and preparing to live this stuff out. If you have your Bible, I'd invite you to turn to Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. Hear the word of the Lord. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together and one of them, an expert in the law, asked a question to test him. Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? He said to him, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets depend on these two commands. Every person can bring their neighbors closer together, understanding the biblical principles of neighboring. Love your neighbor. So the first thing we learn is about proximity. Proximity means closeness or, or those who are close. The word used in Matthew 22 that we just talked about, and actually the same story is told in Luke 10. And the word that they use for neighbor in Greek literally comes from the root word for near, near to. In other words, a neighbor is someone who is close by. The big idea of that word, actual neighbor, when we talk about this, we're talking about people who are close to us, people who are nearby. So remember, we talked a few weeks ago, one of those listening to Jesus actually said, well, well who is my neighbor? Jesus' response is actually where we get that story of the Good Samaritan. Central to that story is the idea that people were trying to get around caring for their neighbors by trying to redefine who their neighbors were. But the heart of Jesus' answer is there's nothing, no matter how different they are from you, no matter what they did to you, no matter where they come from, there is nothing that exempts you from the call to love your neighbor. The people around you were placed near you for a reason. We've made neighboring less than it really is. Place matters. We need to love our neighbors and love our neighborhoods, faults and all. We need to work with our neighbors to make our neighborhoods more friendly and loving places. And that actually brings us to our next point. In Acts 17, 24 through 27, Paul is speaking to a bunch of philosophers and kind of in the big city. And he says, the God who made the world and everything in it, he is Lord of heaven and earth does not live in shrines made by hands, neither is he served by human hands, 
as though he needed anything, since he gives himself, since he give he himself gives everyone life and breath and all things. From one man he has made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined their appointed times and the boundaries of where they live. He did this so that they may seek God, and perhaps they might reach out and find him, though he is not far from each of us. You see, you are placed in your neighborhood for a reason, and so are your neighbors. Let's look at the verb. God calls you to love your neighbor. He doesn't just call you to be next to your neighbor, but actually to love your neighbor. Kindness. What does it mean to love our neighbor? Sometimes we overlook the practical idea of loving. What if the command said, like your neighbor? What would you do to express like? That might be an easier answer to think about than this, and that kindness can be a ramp to loving them. But here's the bottom line. God is calling us to invest in our neighbors, spend time with our neighbors, sacrifice for our neighbors when necessary, and ultimately to show the kindness of God to our neighbors. The people around you matter immensely to God. Have you thought about how these two things are connected, this idea of loving God and loving people? We love God with everything within us because God first loved us. If you look closely at the story of the Good Samaritan, you'll see Jesus in the role of the Samaritan, a stranger who had no obligation whatsoever to help someone who could have even been considered an enemy, but he stepped outside of his own rights. He didn't say, oh, I've got a right to ignore this person. He stepped outside of his own rights. He entered into the pain. He entered into that situation. He even gave his own life for us, right? That's the heart of the gospel, this idea of loving someone even when it hurts. So this week, make a commitment to get to know your neighbors, the people who live near you. Develop a plan to show them kindness. Do something kind to someone in your apartment complex or on your block this week. 